The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Welcome to the Transformation for Success show, and I hope you're having a great day. This is your radio talk show host, Dr. Barbara Young, and I'm excited today to bring to you listeners a topic of interest and concern for many individuals, a mindset for change. I'm here every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so I invite you to tune in each week. I have in the studio today a special guest, the fabulous Miss Prudence Ginsman, whom I met at the Sage Summit in New Orleans and who is my fellow talk show host on the Voice America Women's Channel. So women and callers, you are welcome to call in with your questions and to join in the conversation today, or you can send me your comments and feedback at info at transformationforsuccess.com. Call in today's show toll-free, and you can join the conversation at 888-346-9141 or internationally, 001-480-553-5754. You can also Skype your comments and questions to me. Don't be shy because I do welcome your feedback. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and you can access me through these channels. And visit my website at www.transformationforsuccess.com. And there you'll find more information about me, my life empowerment seminars, coaching sessions for individuals and groups, webinars, and networking events. Now, before I begin the show today, because I am really excited about I know, I want you to know, that each day I wake up passionate about the opportunity to help transform the lives of men and women and to give them a message of hope and encouragement. Because simply put, my mission is to make a difference in the lives of others. And I firmly believe that integrating and feeding the spirit, soul, and body is the key to transforming one's life for greater personal and professional success. Now, this is a show for everyone around the globe, the young, the bold, the seasoned, and the restless. So each week, it is my job to empower you, inspire you, challenge, and energize you to action by the empowerment commentary and to hear the amazing journeys of successful individuals from all walks of life and professions and my many interesting guests from around the world. Now, I don't know about you, But for many years, I was asking some of these questions about my life. What is my life about? What am I doing with my life? What's my purpose? I want more success in my life, but how do I get it? And what do I need to accomplish before I leave this life? So if you're interested in obtaining some of these answers to these questions, you will want to hear Prudence today. So I want you to call your friends 
or email them and tell them they must listen in to my guest today. She's a wonderful person, and I just want you to call in, mail, email, listen in today, because my guest today is Ms. Prudence Ginsman. Good afternoon, Prudence. Good afternoon, Dr. Barbara. How are you? I am fantastic. And I am so excited to have you on the show today. And boy, didn't we have a good time in New Orleans. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It was incredible. And I'm, I'm just so honored to be on the show. You know, it's, when we met and connected, it was just like, it was kismic. There's so many connections, and I just love the work that you do. So I'm honored to be a part of your show today. Well, I'm honored to have you on the show today. And, you know, like you said, we had such a, a connection, and I couldn't wait to get you on the show. And you had such a busy <laughs> schedule. And, and, I mean, trying to get you, I mean, really. But you know what? Busy is good. Busy is good. Absolutely. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I'm living the life I had, I'd wanted to live, so it's perfect. So I'm glad to finally be here. Well, you know, I'm going to share a little bit with our listening audience about who is Miss Prudence Ginsman. Um, number one, she has an MBA. O-T-R, a C-C, and a C-H. Now, all of these acronyms you're going to learn about because she's going to tell us what they all mean. She is a sought-after therapist in the world of neuro-rehabilitation and a master master facilitator of personal development seminars. Now, she has a book, Mindset Reset, A Passage to Choice. And in this book, Prudence awakens a deeper understanding that often... We are taught to be afraid of change, but she puts out and points out in her book thinking patterns and new thinking patterns for us to begin to think about a mindset for success. So Prudence is the founder and CEO of Mindset Reset and a radio talk show host of Mindset Reset Live. She is one of my fellow hosts on the Voice America Women's Channel. She has a passion for training women to invoke not only just women, but people in general, to invoke new thinking patterns. Her company, Mindset Reset, provides progressive educational learning tools that set into action power to accelerate change for individuals' authentic expression of life. So today, our discussion is going to center on her transformation journey and the new directions that her career has taken as an author and speaker on personal development. So Prudence, again, it's an honor and privilege to have you on the show today. So I want to get right down so we have a lot of stuff to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. And I'm digging deep today. So listen, tell us about Prudence and where you were born and what was your childhood like? And what was the precise moment when you knew your life had to change? Well, I, I grew up in Oklahoma. I'm an Oklahoma girl. and am uh, I, so am I. <laughs> I know. That was, that was one of our connections. Yes. Uh, and and I, I grew up in, actually for Oklahoma, a fairly good-sized town, but I um, am the oldest of four girls. And, you know, I, I, I think for me a lot of responsibility, whether it was placed on me or whether it was just who I am, um, I always felt like part of my role was to help take care of my family and my siblings and my sisters and, and things. And, you know, I can sit back and, and for me, I, I grew up, as I'm learning as I get older, I feel like I had a fairly straightforward life, <laughs> which was nice. But of course, you know, when you're in the middle of it, there's, there's not much to compare about what you're in. And um, for me, around the age of 15, um, and it seems like, I think for many people, this is kind of a pivotal age, those early teen years, 
I, mm-hmm. I remember when my parents were going through some real struggles and they were having some financial struggles and marital struggles and, and watching as the oldest, I remember that precise moment when I said to myself, you know what, I want to know that I can always take care of myself. I don't want to be faced with financial struggles or faced with possibly losing a marriage and then being all alone mm-hmm. to take care mm-hmm. of everything. And, and so I made the decision to, to work to be independent. What I didn't recognize, though, at that moment was that I also subconsciously made the decision that being independent meant I had to do everything by myself. Oh, wow. Was and that, that <laughs> was that wise? I mean, you later found out, I'm sure. Oh, by the hard way, the hard way. So, mm-hmm. you know, I worked really hard to put myself through school. I fortunately, you know, was able with scholarships and grants and, and student loans. I, I put myself through college as much as my, my family would have liked to have helped. You know, it was very challenging with having other children at home and, and just different financial things that were going on. So it was up to me to make it happen. And, and it was funny because I never in my mind thought of any other option. I just knew I was going to go to college. And so I did. I was going to ask you that question because uh, coming out of Oklahoma, even my own experience, I tell most people, I never, never thought about that I wouldn't go to college. It was just a question of where was I going? So you, say, you seem to have had that same mindset. Was that input uh, to you by your parents? You know, I think in some ways it was. You know, my mm-hmm. my mom had my mom um, was a teacher and graduated college, and and okay. my dad had taken some courses, so it was it it was never discussed not going to school. Okay, uh, but it was never really pushed on me that I had to. I just always within myself, especially if I put in my mind that I was going to be independent, felt mm-hmm. like that was the way to make it happen was to get to school and and just and do whatever it took. I, I, I just knew that it, I would be able to work it out and just do whatever it took. And there were times I was working two jobs and wow. time classes. <laughs> yeah. What was your drive? Was your driving motivation just simply that you wanted to be independent? You didn't want to be d- dependent on anybody, anything. You know, that, that was really where it started. You know, mm-hmm. it was, it was, I wanted to know that I could take care of myself and I wanted to know that as I was um, out and exploring that I wasn't going to be limited in any way by anyone else. So if I could do it, and, and I think for me at the time, you know, and of course hindsight's twenty twenty, I I think it was in some ways trying to really gain control over my life as, as, as I could see fit at that time, which was, mm-hmm. well, if I can control my money and I can make decisions, then I can do whatever I want whenever I want. And, um, you know, it wasn't until later that I began to see the flaws in that. And <laughs> <laughs> as we all and, do, and kind of crumbled apart, point. you know. <laughs> <laughs> now, tell us about all these degrees that you obtain and certifications. Tell us, uh, you have an MBA, and um, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about what is the OTR? Yeah, so as, so as I was putting myself through school in my undergrad, um, I, I was fortunate in knowing that I wanted to become an occupational therapist straight out of, of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, because I knew I wanted to be able to Im- impact people's lives one-on-one. And, and really, a lot of people don't understand or know what occupational therapy is, but I work with people to help them get back to the occupation of everyday life. So okay. that could be the most basic as helping somebody after an accident, a stroke, a head injury, to, to be able to take care of mm-hmm. themselves again, their homes, to get back to work and getting back to driving or, or work or whatever it is they want to be able to do as independently as possible. So my undergrad was in occupational therapy, 
and I and I loved the work I was doing, and I was fortunate to step right into an amazing clinic where we um, focused on working with people who'd had um, brain injuries and strokes. Mm-hmm. And so I found this real passion and love for learning about the brain. And then while I was in the midst of all of that, I went back to grad school and put myself through grad school and, and mm-hmm. got a business degree. I'm the type I love to learn. So if there's something out there and I'm interested, I, I go out and I learn it. So um, the CC, I'm a certified life and career coach. And on top of it, I'm a certified hypnotherapist. And, you know, the list kind of goes on. But because I feel that whenever we're working with people and when I'm working with people, especially now in the in the consulting arena and the teaching arena, mm-hmm. I, the more I know, the more tools I have, then the more I can help and reach out to each individual, especially when we're talking about something like a mindset reset and what that looks like. That's very interesting. You know, I want to kind of go back because one of the things um, you talked about having a passion for occupational uh, therapy and then later the, the brain because you're dealing with people who had brain injuries and so you became interested in the brain. But let's go back further than that. When do, you, when do you think that you actually developed this interest in occupational therapy? I mean, did this begin early? Was this as a result of a family member or something happening that sparked that passion or sparked that interest for occupational therapy? I'm intrigued by that. So, so you know what actually started it and mm-hmm. um, is when I was little, I want to say I might have been around eight years old. Mm-hmm. I remember watching the movie about Helen Keller, The Miracle Worker. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I remember being so profoundly moved. There's that, the scene, if you've seen the movie at all, you remember the scene yes. where, um, where she, I, I'm blanking on the teacher's name, is there working with Helen, and they're by the water. They're by the water um, spigot, the water pump. And mm-hmm. that was when Helen got her first words. And I was so profoundly moved by the idea that here is this woman who took the time to see that this child, that there was something within her that could be reached and accessed, and, and she did not give up, and she kept moving through, and she kept moving through until she was able to help Helen find her voice in her own unique way. And, and I have to tell you, as a little kid, I remember so profoundly that scene that, mm-hmm. that it struck in me the, the feeling of, I want to be able to help impact people in their lives in that way. I want to be able to, and this is important to me, I want to be able to see the sort of that vision of what people can do, that higher mm-hmm. ability, that, that thing. I want to see them in their best selves and help them to see that in themselves too and move towards that. And it's actually, it's influenced everything in my life then. So not only the occupational therapy piece, but even before occupational therapy, I've been involved with retreats and workshops and seminars for, for over 27 years, if you can believe that or not. And, yep. and even, I can. even in, <laughs> you know, it's amazing that time flies. But even when in people's personal lives and, and, and in what I call, you know, in the spirit of who people are and, and that's in the spirit and essence of who and what we're created to be. And so that, to me, is that driving piece. And it started, it started with that movie, The Miracle Worker. You know, I was intrigued by this because uh, there are triggers. Uh, I call them triggers in our life's journey. And remarkably, you hit upon something that I have, a little research that I've done, that most people at the age of eight, there's an awareness. There's somewhere that something mm-hmm. happens to spark where your destiny is going to be your purpose. So that was interesting because to me, occupational therapy isn't something um, as a 
former educator, I know it's not a major that many students will just gravitate to. Uh, so that's why I was intrigued by that. And thank you for answering that because, yeah, that validates <laughs> my little research. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, I, I completely agree with you. There's something that happens really at that age. And, and, and then I think when we get into those early teen years, we begin to really shift because, because we gain an awareness at that younger age, but then we figure out our, we begin to figure out our own feet and who we are and, mm-hmm. and begin to ask some more of those deeper than questions and become a bit more introspective, you know, as we get, start to get a little bit older and take that information out there. That but is I rem- mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say, but I just remember, and I remember her name, Ann Sullivan, you know, is, is the, the teacher with Helen Keller and, um, I just it was it was very inspirational to see and and um it became clear to me you know I and I started I was fortunate when I was in high school to begin working with the special education courses that they had there and with the classroom and then I learned about occupational therapy and it was just a really I, as soon as I heard about it I knew it was a natural fit but now I feel with what I get to do with mindset reset I've taken it to a whole different level in the work I get to do now that is so wonderful you know We're going to take a short break and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about how you worked your way up the corporate ladder. And by the age of 30, you had purchased your second home. So we're going to talk a little bit about what was driving Prudence uh, a little bit more and what is happening now. So listeners, stay tuned because we're going to be right back with the second half of the life of Prudence and what is happening with Mindset Reset. So thank you for listening. We'll be right back. Are you ready for a health, life, and empowerment show in one? Then be sure to listen every week for Living Well with Ann Beal. Ann takes her long-running TV show to the Internet Talk Radio Airwaves with guest experts and insight designed to help you live a healthy and successful life. By hearing from the experts and those who have found success, our goal is that you too will be motivated to do the same. Living Well with Ann Beal can be heard every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Can you think of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning in to the Self-Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within, but many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. If you're looking for tips for personal success, look no further than DJ and the Bear, keeping you at the top of your game with your hosts, leadership and personal effectiveness consultant, Dietta Jones, and Richard Dent, formerly of the champion Chicago Bears. Together, as a husband and wife team, they've raised a family, owned two successful businesses, led major philanthropic initiatives through their foundation, and lived the ultimate lifestyle. Find out their secrets. Listen every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. 
Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Transformation for Success. You are listening today to my guest, Ms. Prudence Ginsman, who is a sought-after therapist in the world of neuro-rehabilitation and a master facilitator of personal development seminars. So, Prudence, welcome back, and let's begin part two of your journey. Here you are now. You've gone to school. You've uh, had scholarships and student loans, and you were able to get your bachelor's degree. You're working in occupational therapy. You go back to get a master's, no, an MBA uh, degree mm-hmm. and other degrees. And here you are now working your way up the corporate ladder. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, you know, I was I was fortunate. I um, my one of my first internships was at. Um, this amazing uh, brain injury rehab clinic, and halfway through, I knew I was going to be staying on, and and I just I loved the work I was doing. So I was getting to work with patients, impacting their lives, and then I started, you know, every opportunity because I just I love to learn. So every opportunity for a new new um, new position or new learning experience, I I would jump on. So I started as a as a therapist, but then I began to do things like I became a, a corporate evaluator, which meant I would go all over the U.S. and sometimes out of country to assess patients' needs for care and what that would look like and, and what mm-hmm. services needed. And then I stepped into case management, which meant overseeing and working with insurance companies and attorneys and doctors and lawyers and to oversee a case. And then I stepped into um, the director position, and that brought me to L.A. to direct the company. And and it was a, a process that it just sort of was seamless and it just kept happening and I was loving what I was doing and pouring my time into it and loving the patients that we were working with and, and really loving and, and appreciating the company that I was working for. And, and so everything was on this really grand role mm-hmm. mm-hmm. until I recognized that I'd married my career. Well, 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 wake up, young yeah. lady. <laughs> it, was a, it was a real wake-up call to realize I had married my career. And, you know, do you think that that's a, a problem for many or a challenge for many people today? They're married I to their careers? So. I think so. I think, you know, there's such a drive to get ahead, get ahead, get ahead. And I think that we've shifted priorities a bit to oh my gosh, work has to be really hard and, and I have to do X, Y, and Z and this is what success looks like. And, and so, and I think there's a natural rhythm. You know, you go to college or you go and you study some career field and then you step into it and then you're trying to be your best at it. And so I think a lot of people fall into that and, and some stay in it and some, like myself, say, wait a second, something needs to change here. Well, Prudence, what happened? Was there something that happened that to make you realize all of a sudden you had married your career? I mean, did you one day just wake up and look around and say, oh, I'm married to my career? Was there an incident? Was there something that happened? You know, I, I wouldn't say that there was just one incident. I think I had just had my nose to the grindstone for so long, you know, mm-hmm. and, I, and I had this ability, I had this success, and, and really, I, I really enjoyed the things I was doing, but at the end of the day, I would go home and the house was empty, and and mm-hmm. and I was burned. I was I was like giving everything to everyone else and recognizing that I wasn't taking care of myself. And okay. so yeah, so push kind of came to shove and I was like, "Wait a second. I had stopped I had that moment too of realizing I stopped dreaming about what my life could be like. I stopped looking for what what I could be developing towards and growing towards. And that was a big aha. 
I bet. And do you feel that there are many people out there that still are going through this and haven't realized yet that they're married to a career and coming home oh. to an empty house? Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I trust that I trust that people will see it for themselves when it's their timing to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, if I don't think I would I don't think I would have put myself in the same position if if I had had the realization 2 years before or if I waited another year or I if I you know, I think mm-hmm. that we're I I really believe that when we're in the right place at the right time and the right, you know, we've had the right learnings and experiences under our belts. Whenever something shows up, it's because it's ready to be taken a look at. And so I really trust that when, when, when people have that moment, it's because really in their lives they're ready to have that moment. That's true. Um, that is so true. Yeah. I suspect you've experienced along the way, though, many challenges and trials and during your life. But what was one of the greatest trials that you had, and how did you overcome that? You know, I would actually say that, that as, as I was making that decision to step out of the director position and, and make changes in my life and, and focus mm-hmm. on myself, I actually think that was one of the hardest decisions I've ever made. I mean, I walked away from everything that I loved so that I could go and learn to what it was to love myself. And, and a big part of that was also recognizing that being independent did not mean I had to do it by myself. You know, as I, you know, I said earlier, for some reason I had in my head that being independent meant I had to do everything alone. And I felt as if, mm-hmm. if I asked for help or reached out for help, that either A, I was um, taking away someone else's time, you know, I was, I was mm-hmm. bothersome to someone else, or if I was asking for help, it meant that I didn't know the information and so therefore couldn't do it myself and then therefore was some sort of a failure. So, so I had to get really past those things to begin to then open up and see that by having other people help me in my life or, or, or kind of guide and mentor or be a part of, of my journey, then I could mm-hmm. actually go further and take myself to the next level um, than if I was trying to do it by myself. Well, you know, that's laudable. Uh, and I applaud you for doing that because you wouldn't be the person that you are today. But, you know, Prudence, from, from meeting you and getting to know you uh, while we were in New Orleans, I, I picked up uh, within you this, this spiritual side of you. And what, uh, what made you realize or to tap into that particular aspect of your life and then be open to uh, letting other people in? You know, that's a... That's a really great question. Um, you know, as, as I was kind of sharing, as, as I was going through the process of, of kind of doing the corporate thing and working mm-hmm. and, and kind of building my career, I'd always, for, like I said, for many years, been involved with retreats and workshops and seminars. So it's funny because, because my, my, my work job and my career job was my day job, but my evenings and weekends were spent doing, doing the more spiritual activities, doing the things out and and whether I was volunteering or whether I was directing retreats or, or whatever, I, mm-hmm. I was doing that my evenings and weekends. And part of when I stepped away and said, wait, I, I need to check in with myself, is I recognized that I was living basically two lives. And when I brought my two worlds together, that's actually how Mindset Reset was created. When I recognized that, mm-hmm. that really we can embrace the power of the mind and the brain, we can embrace our thoughts, we can look at the things that we're saying to ourselves, and we can, we can really embrace the power of our mind to create the life that we desire, to, to live that vision, to create. And even when I talk about spirit and spiritual, it's the spirit and essence of who and what we are. So when I married those two things together, that's really where Mindset Reset came about. When I said, let me stop living this dual life and let me, let me bring it all together. And that's when everything changed. That's great. 
And, you know, and, and again, I, I commend you for being open and receptive because the mind is such a powerful thing. And, and the thing is you captured it. And so many people miss it that your mind directs your path. I mean, in your thoughts that you have, they're negative or they're positive thoughts. Now, how did you uh, sort of, you know, sort of knock out all the negativity or the negative thoughts uh, in this mindset, mind reset, because you can't tell me you didn't have them. You begin to sort of doubt, am I doing the right thing? You know, I'm jumping out of here. I left my job. Uh, I, I'm volunteering. Is this the right path? Did you have doubts? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, they still pop in my head. You know, I don't think, um, I think part of the human experience is sometimes having those doubts <laughs> and then learning how to work with them, you know. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, but it takes time and it takes practice and it takes, you know, it takes one, one step at a time. You know, it takes one step at a time. It takes that thought of when I recognized that um, I had stopped dreaming about my life. And so then I allowed myself to start dreaming again. You know, it, it takes, and, and in my book, Mindset Reset, A Passage to Choice, it's really what, that's really what I try and guide people through is how do I begin to look at what's that thought What's that thought that's holding me back? What's that thing that's coming up, that mindset that's sticking me somewhere? And what is it that I really want it to be? What do I really want to be thinking about myself? So, you know, what do I really want to be dreaming about or what do I really want to? And so instead of spending time and, and holding the energy of all the, of the bad thoughts running through my head or the things that weren't in my favor, mm-hmm. what could I begin to think instead and then how could I begin to take steps to make that actually happen in my life? And so that to me is, is really how the process works is, is instead of, I, I love to say, you are the conductor of your own train of thoughts. I like that. So, yeah. So if you're the conductor of your own train of thoughts, you get to pick what track you're going to run on. You get to pick what thoughts are running around in your head. So if we can begin to shift what thoughts are running around in our head, and, and we might as well be winning in our thoughts, right? So if I get right. to pick the thoughts that have me winning, that have me succeeding, that have me making and creating the life that I want, then I get to begin to move in those directions. And then I get to begin to take those steps. And, and it, some things come and show up really fast and change, and some things take some time. But as I'm beginning to change my thinking, it becomes more of a habit. It becomes more of a routine, and it gets and becomes easier. And that is Mindset Reset. Now, I've, I've looked at your book, uh, and I've gone through it quite extensively. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and thank you for the copy of your book. Oh, my pleasure. You know what? I didn't get your signature in here either, so i got to <laughs> make sure I get You didn't sign off on this book, Prudence. <laughs> oh, well, we'll take care of that. We'll make it. We'll fix yes, that. Yes, ma'am. Uh, now... When, we, when I was going through your book, and it, the chapters in it range from uh, self-care, uh, mindset, exercise, mm-hmm. nutrition. You have just about everything in this, in this workbook, uh, mindset, um, exercises, nutrition, financial management, education, mindset, work, life purpose, even spiritual relationships, mm-hmm. and family and leisure. So tell us, I, I want to know, how has this worked with individuals, or, or do you take individuals through the workbook yourself, through seminars? Uh, how, how do you engage participants with this workbook? Um, well, a little bit of, of many ways. So sometimes I work one-on-one with people through the, mm-hmm. through the book and through the process. Um, I have taught courses based on the book and seminars. Um, and actually, because of, because of my background and such, I'm actually now working on curriculum to offer continuing education 
units for for people in healthcare and for people in other fields. Um, and so I I I get it out there in in a variety of ways, and um, and it's part of what I share as well on my show. But mm-hmm. it, you know, you were saying something about it it being a broad spectrum of information and covering a lot it of is. the life areas. And part of what I find is important, and you'll notice that the very first chapter in the book is self-care. Right. It is. And, and, that's, and that's, that's laudable because that's the first thing I stop. It start with everything I do is about what starts with self. Yes. Yes. And, and I think sometimes, you know, and I mentioned in the, in the preface of the book that, you know, really you can open up any chapter and, and begin to work from there. You know, you don't have to go in sequential order. But the book is purposely laid out with, with individual things, like so self-care and what I believe about, you know, what an individual believes about health, what they believe about um, wellness, what they believe about finance, what they believe about. Because in my mind, if you begin to understand and know what you're thinking and how you believe for yourself, then when you get in connection with others, when it comes to relationships and family, then, then you're better able to show up and be in connection with other people when you really know who and what you are. And, you know, and it's an evolution. There's always a growth process. You're not going to be perfect by the time you meet no. this partner or whatever. But, but if, you, if you have some idea and you, can, and you know how to do these things within yourself, then you can show up more fully as yourself as you relate to other people. And it could be coworkers, mm-hmm. and it could be friends, but, but as you know who you are, then you're able to really show up and not live a dual life. Just like I was living, you know, I had my day job and then who I was in the evenings and weekends. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like I get to show up as a fully integrated prudence and I get to show other people how, how to imagine getting to, to be you all of the time and really showing and, up that way. You know, one of the most difficult things, I think, and it's not impossible, but it's getting people to, um, and, and men as well, men and women, to really look at the first one, which is the self-care mindset. Yeah. Because our society, our everything even in childhood experience, is all about others. It's never about uh, dwelling on yourself, uh, because it's the aspect of selfish, uh, being selfish, mm-hmm. or it's all about you. Uh, and so people are even reticent to even uh, talk about themselves or put themselves yeah. first. Uh, and as women, we are, many of us, we put ourselves, our children or our husbands or other things before ourselves. So how do you, you grapple with this challenge, which mm-hmm. is the first chapter? Yeah. <laughs> That's no, even before we get to exercise and, and, and nutrition. <laughs> It's, it's about fantastic self. Fantastic question. Fantastic question. One of the things I say is this. Self-care is not selfish. It is self-necessary. Mm-hmm. It is self-necessary. And, and this is a huge, it is a big piece when people can begin to shift and see that it is not selfish to take care of yourselves. You know, one of the things I, I recognize for myself is if I was out feeding everyone else and taking care of everyone else, but I'm not feeding myself, I'm not going to be able to be anything for anyone. You know, That's right. as a as a mom, as a as a as a spouse, as a as an employee, as a you know, if I am if I am sacrificing, 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 at some point I dwindle away, and I'm only able to give a fraction of myself. But if I can begin, and if I am able to know what it is to take care of myself, to to be able to even do the loving things, you know, I, I shared in the book one of the first things I did when I stepped into self care. And mm-hmm. it didn't have to be this big grand thing. One of the first things I did, I was, I did things like I, I bought nice face cream. 
I bought nice face cream. I was washing my face in the shower anyway. I might as well have nice face soap and face cream. And guess mm-hmm. what? I began to feel better. I, I did simple things like I'd make sure to put lotion on my body or I would shave my legs each day and, and not just take it for granted, but like really appreciate even those small gestures that no one else was maybe ever going to know, but that mm-hmm. I knew, but that I and knew that, I was doing for myself. And that was one of my questions um, because out of this book um, is, is prudence I, because you have to experience it before you can write it. Right. <laughs> and, and so that was my next question was, did you experience all of these and go through these yourself and then write about it? You know, ab- absolutely. And that's, you know, part of what I share in the book. I, I really wanted to create material that people could take and utilize, you know, and in the book, I really give people the space to do that. You know, I've heard many people over the years say, oh, I went to a great workshop or seminar or retreat, and then when I got home, I didn't know what to do with it. And so that's what I wanted to create here. But as you see, as you go through the book, I share my stories. I share pieces of, of my yes, experiences. Yes, you do. And, and I'm a firm believer that if I'm out there teaching something, it's because I've experienced it or because I'm doing it myself. And, um, and so that's really important to me, that being in integrity with my work. So, um, yeah, you know, I've, I've had my struggles in those areas. There's still areas that, that I have some struggles in. And instead of saying struggles, what I like to say is I have opportunities for growth. And, and there are areas that I'm, that I'm still growing in. Okay, and that's, we're going to take a quick break. Prudence, and we're going to be right back because we're going to talk about how to get this business mindset going and a few other things we want to talk about. So listeners, stay tuned because we'll be right back with Miss Prudence Ginsman, the fabulous Prudence Ginsman. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Where can you find a forum to help you make the best decisions in your everyday life? Listen for An Hour of Empowerment with Charles Haywood Ellis III. Each week, the program will cover a wide variety of topics you've asked about, from self-improvement to finances and matters as varied as education and urban violence. An Hour of Empowerment can be heard live every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Be sure to stop by every week. Our world is shrinking. We get information across the planet as fast and as easily as across the street. Lately, it seems as if none of it is good. The world has become so addicted to negativity, fear, drama, and our kids are learning fast. Are you worried about your teen? Do you know where they are, who they're with, and what they're really up to? Power of Peace Radio tackles real issues that are changing the minds of the next generation. Get involved in the conversation on Monday evenings with Kit Cummings. Pop Radio is about interrupting and redirecting those who are on a dangerous course and bringing light into dark places with powerful topics and real stories. We bring hope to those who need it most because hope is the new dope. Power of Peace Radio, Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. 
That's one 346 9141 You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello there, and welcome back to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. I am here in the studio today with my fabulous guest, and who is a fellow radio talk show host of Mindset Reset Live on Voice America's Women's Channel. So today's guest is Ms. Prudence Skinsman. Prudence has a book called Mindset Reset, A Passage to Choice, and we are engaging conversation today on her book, Mindset Reset, A Passage to Choice. She has a passion for training people to invoke new thinking patterns. And so today, we're going to talk in this segment of the show about how we get people interested in picking up this book and what are their reactions to her book, Mindset Reset. So welcome back, Prudence. And this has been a very interesting conversation because I'm I'm loving this book. I'm loving it. Oh, thank (laughs) you. The, the question is, how, you have everything in here to even a medical care mindset, sp- mm-hmm. spiritual mindset, family mindset. So what have your actions been, even the education mindset, because you never, C.S. Lewis uses quotes, you're never too old to set another goal or dream a new dream. Mm-hmm. Okay, how do we get people to really access and what has been your experience with them when, uh, with this book? Now, first of all, let me rephrase that question because, one, do people have a reaction to mindset reset and it's like negative what does she mean mindset reset does my mind need to be reset <laughs> I, I have to say actually that has not been so much my experience I, I, I see people it's funny the wheels start turning as soon as I hear you know when I share oh my company's called mindset reset the wheels mm-hmm. start turning the wheels start turning and and I've, I've not had an experience really where people are like, oh, I just don't need any of that. You know, because first off, I don't think that they're coming into my circles anyway. They're not usually coming to my sh- workshops or coming to things because that's not what they're seeking at that moment in time. It's not right or wrong. It's just maybe they're not at that point yet. But mm-hmm. even just telling people mindset reset, you can just see the wheels turning and they begin to think. And and I've had that actually response through many people when they get their hands on the book and they start opening it and they're like, wow, this really makes me think. Wow, this is probably the most common thing I hear. Wow, this really makes me think. And then for some of them, they start jumping into the book and they start working a process and then I start getting the calls. Oh my gosh, Prudence, you're not going to believe what happened. Oh my gosh, Prudence, you're not going to... As they begin to share their okay, really, you know, great. stories, you know. Um, and other people, sometimes it's just having the book right there with them that they it's like okay they're beginning to think about it it's right there they have it you know for some it's just having it and having access to it and at some point they'll get to it at some point when the timing is right then they'll start working an exercise or they'll start kind of peeking in and and maybe asking them some more pointed questions you know now what do you feel out of all of this uh in the workbook what is probably the most popular chapter um, I would say the ones that I've gotten the most feedback tends to be about self-care and, mm-hmm. and relationships. Most, and then the third would be health. You know? and, and as you notice, there's, I have self-care is different than health and wellness, and it's different than medical mindset because there's, you know, in my mind, right. three different categories. But it I is. would say between the self-care, relationships, and then health are really the three um, I think the, the three, I, they're big areas in life for most people. So that's where people tend to, to focus first has been my Isn't experience. that interesting? 
I mean, because, I mean, it is, an interest, it is interesting, but it's just sort of validates some things, again, that what are people interested in today? Uh, if we look at the world around us, and, uh, and I ask, you know, because we have a global audience, and if we were to say, mm-hmm. what are some of the issues globally that you think are impacting people today, Prudence, what would you say would be two, two big issues? Um, I, I think it just goes right back to what we were talking about. It's how do we relate mm-hmm. to ourselves and how to relate to other people. It's really, you know, that's really the self-care and that's the relationship. How, how am I relating to who I am and then how am I showing out in relation with other people? So whether it's in a work environment and how I'm relating, because it doesn't matter what the work task is, it's all back to the relationship, you know, of how we're interacting. With yourself. Compu- te- right. technology, is, technology can't run without the person behind it running it, you know. That's um, right. And, and politics can't work without some relationship between individuals. And I don't care your political background. It's still, I as an individual, I'm showing up and working with a colleague across the table trying to figure uh-huh. out how we're relating to help out, you know, mankind. So it's, it's about who we are and how we show up in relation to others is really what it boils down to. Now, do you find that uh, this mindset reset appeals more to women or to men? or to both parties? Or have you found that? You know, I actually, um, I, I, it's actually been a really nice mix. Uh, I would say mm-hmm. the majority have been women who come to my events and things of that nature. But I have, mm-hmm. a strong, I have a strong grouping of men who, you know, take in the work and are very open to it and, and doing the work. And so it's actually, it's actually kind of a 70-30 split. And it's growing it, I, I, as, as the show is out there and as I have different guests. And, you know, on my show I have men and women uh, guests at different times. And, and um, it's, it's growing. The numbers are growing. But it's, um, it, it's, it's been nice to see. I, I, those numbers are um, – it's been nice to see the mix for sure. I'm, I'm intrigued by one thing, though. When we talk about self-care mindset, how would that relate to a male? How, because, you know, I think surprisingly enough, I'm not sure that a lot of them see themselves as needing self-care. Uh, how, how does this relate to men, Prudence? How, oh, I, how do you get them? What kind of feedback do you get from them about this whole notion of self-care? You know what? It surprisingly relates almost exactly the same way it does for women. You know, mm-hmm. the bottom line in is, you know, men, men want to take care of themselves too, or they learn, because I think there's, Again, if we go back to some of our old teachings of what roles are supposed to be for, for men and women, sometimes mm-hmm. men are seen as they're supposed to take care of everything, and they forget mm-hmm. to take care of themselves. Or they're supposed to be the breadwinner, but at the end of the day, if they're exhausted and they're not being creative or feeling you know, that they're their most optimal, then, then there can be sadness, there can be depression, there can be other things. And so it's, it's, really, not I'm that, it's really not that gender specific. I'm laughing because I think a lot of men feel like, uh, you, the wife, you're supposed to you're supposed to take care of me. <laughs> well, but I, I work mean, like hard the, all day. I come home. You know, they're out working. Oh, I need my back rub. I need a massage. <laughs> <laughs> they feel like we're supposed to take care of them. That's why I was intrigued by that question uh, about this whole notion of self care because I, I you know I got to visualize it in my mind. Uh, 
<laughs> I'm sorry. I'm laughing because seeing men really resonate to, well, I got to take care of myself because I think if they have a wife, they feel like wifey. I've worked hard all day. I come home and she's worked hard all day. But a lot of times it's like I need a back rub or I need some attention, you know. So that's why I was I was sort of and, chuckling at that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's a little different because then that falls, if you look in the relationships, that falls into the expected roles of the individual, you know, right. and that's slightly, that's slightly different. But, but the bot, you know, underneath men, men need to know who they are too and what they're aspiring to. So when I say taking care of things, you know, in theory, they're the breadwinners and they, they come home and, and again, based on this old mindset of what roles look like and, and already the roles and, and of men and women and, um, has changed tremendously, uh, you know, over the years. But, but even to be able to know who they are, deep down a man wants to know um, and, and be connected in that way to themselves. And, and so that's the self-care within them. So they might not be using the, the, the nice face creams and stuff, but there's other things that, that's about reclaiming their energy to find out who they are, um, if that makes sense. That makes so. sense. Um, I'm going to ask you a, a sort of a tough question. No, it's not a tough question. Food is not for you. You wrote the book. Um, <laughs> what would you say to people right now that said how they can begin to live uh, a few principles, how they can begin to live from the mindset perspective on relationships? I, I, I can give it to you in three words, and I'll elaborate a little bit. But I, my, my three words are perspective, possibilities, mm-hmm. and passion. And so what I mean by perspective is there are so many more perspectives than what sometimes we're able to see in in any given situation. And when we begin to look at maybe there's other ways to view life or maybe there's other ways to view a mindset, then what happens in our perspective opens us up to possibilities. So if I'm willing to see that self-care is not selfish, it's self-necessary as a different perspective, then other Mm -hmm. possibilities show up, such as, oh, maybe it's possible for me to, instead of driving the kids all over, maybe I ask for some help and and someone else carpool the kids, and today I take a bubble bath, you know, or today I I go to the movie by myself, or whatever that is for that individual. Um, So perspective leads to possibilities and beginning to be open to how can I reinforce this new way of thinking. And that leads to then finding your passion. Because Mm -hmm. as we begin to get open to other perspectives on how we see things, then possibilities to how we can live them and experience them, then we find that passion that drives us to do and be the person that we really are wanting to be in our authentic expression. So to me, that's the driving principles, the perspective, possibilities, and passion. And passion. The three Ps. I like that. So audience out there, if you haven't been taking notes, I hope you have uh, (laughs) been taking notes, how you can live your life purpose and be have a mindset for success. You know, people don't have to feel hopeless or helpless or or that they can't do or like you wanting to be this very independent person, uh, not having help from anybody. But there's help out there for you. And as Prudence has said, she's developed a mindset reset, a passage to choice, a booklet, a workbook, I should say, that can be used by anyone. So I'm encouraging you out there, if you're interested in her Mindset Reset book, I'm going to have her tell you where you can maybe contact her to get a copy of this book. So, Prudence, why don't you share with the audience where they can get your Mindset Reset, A Passage to Choice. 
Oh, well, thank you. Um, you can you can definitely find it on my website, mindsetreset.com, um, and you can also find it on Amazon, and you can find it through Barnes & Noble. And um, it's uh, it's pretty accessible, And but the easiest is to remember mindsetreset.com, and, and you can find the links there to purchase the book. That is so great. You know, I really, really thank you. We could go on and on because I have a lot more questions. Oh, I know. But I have to do. I have to do part two with you, uh, in in looking at all of the the workbooks, all of the mindsets, and your workbook, and all of the topics. I mean, I'm intrigued. As I said, I have the book. I'm going through the book myself because one of the things I've always said: I never want to be too seasoned that I can't learn and grow and open my mind. And I'm so glad that you're here today to just share your passion to help others increase their mindset for success because that's what this show is about. And it's about taking control of your life. And you can take control of your life because this book absolutely talks about a passage to choice. This is choice. Um, and so I'm encouraging all of you to please go to her website, repeat the website again so she can, they can get this book. It's mindsetreset.com. And you can also find um, episodes from my show on the website as well. Good. And and listening audience, I'm going to be on her show not too long from now, and I'm going to share a little bit about Dr. B. But as I close the show today, again, I want to wrap up and say I hope that you've listened very, very carefully and learned how to take control of your life and reset your mind for success. I want to just share a few things um, as we talk again a little bit further that Robert Louis Stevenson once said, old or young, we're on our last cruise. We want it to mean something. So I want to give you just a few words to assist you on your cruise. And Prudish, you can chime in as well. Learn to live your life. Learn all of your life. And that's one of the things I really have made an agreement to do that, to learn all of my life. Learn from your failures. And learn from your successes. And as you can hear from Prudis's story that she shared with us today, she learned from her failures. And not exactly we look at it as a failure, but she was on the wrong track. And she was working herself where she had not forgotten about, she had forgotten about who she was. And working so hard that she didn't know who Prudence was. But she took a time to learn and to write this book. And every chapter in this book, you experience, and I'm particularly involved and interested in the self-care mindset. Learn from your successes. And when you hit a rough spot in your life, ask yourself, what is it trying to teach me? Remember lessons. They aren't always happy ones, but interestingly enough, they keep on coming. <laughs> and and so, one of the things I would say is even in the lessons, just take one step. Keep taking one step, one foot in front of the other. Just one Absolutely. foot. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. Just one foot, one foot. Just begin. One Just foot. begin. And you know, it's not a bad idea to occasionally just pause for an inward look. Who am I? What am I about? Where am I going? We want to learn life's meaning, and we learn by maturing and growing older. We learn by caring more. And we learn by loving more. And we learn by taking risk. So some of you out there, it's time to take a risk. It's time to look at yourself and talk about self-care. Am I taking care of myself? We learn by bearing with things that we cannot change. Because there's so many things I've learned, and I know you have, Prunas, that we cannot change. But we bear with those things that we can't change. 
and I've learned to give more. And I've learned that self-pity and resentment are among the most toxic of drugs. Mm. So I want to just share with you that no matter how hard that you try to please somebody, because I know a lot of you out there are saying, well, I'm trying to please somebody, and some people in this world are not going to love you. And that's a lesson that's first troubling, and then it's really relaxing. Everybody's not going to love you. And Prudence, I know it hasn't been an easy journey for you, even with um, this book that you've written and really trying to get people to understand the meaning of it and what your purpose really is in giving them and sharing with them this work. So again, I just want to say I want to thank you, and I want to inspire my audience out there to be inspired and be motivated, be encouraged. Be challenged. Be forever transformed for greatness. And this is Dr. Barbara Young, your success coach, signing off until next Tuesday, where I have another fantastic guest. And Prudence, thank you again for being on the show today. And I wish you much success in your continuing journey. Thank you so much. Abundant blessings to you. Thank you, sweetie. I'll talk to you later. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, that's 2 p.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have an outstanding week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.